Welcome back to Black Hoodie Alchemy. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Tyler, and today I'm doing um, an in-house interview. Uh, I don't get to do many of these. In fact, the only ones I've done are with my neighbor, Justin Otto, there, and I got my homie, Adam. What's up? Um, the bassist of Silent on Fifth Street, and we're going to talk about metal a little bit. Yeah, dude, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. How you been, man? Dude, I've been chilling, dude. Yeah. Just uh, having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, C- uh, cooking up some new material. Yeah, dude, we got music coming. Uh, just in the works. Have some personal stuff going on, but uh, other than that, everything's going along pretty well. Excellent. Well, um, I've been meaning to talk about metal for a while because I love like hardcore boom bap rap, and I love me some blues, and um, but like and I, I and I do like some punk rock, but there's something about metal that I've always had close to my heart, and uh, now I can actually. Here's the thing about metal: is it's 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 for a certain type of person, right? Like, it, it's... it's You either love it or hate it, it seems. Yeah, so... It's one of those things... If you don't like the vocal aspect of it... You always can just listen to the instruments. Because there's two different levels. You know, the vocalist is just there to really... Give it that last push... For mainly for live performances and really just to complete the sound, um, but as in another aspect, as a you know, I play the instrument myself. I like to hear every every aspect of the band. I like to hear the drums, the guitar, the bass, you know, all of it. So when people complain and they're like, "Oh, I just don't listen to metal because of the screaming," you should give it another shot and maybe just listen to the instruments because. That's a whole different realm, you know, just listen to the instruments themselves, like it's really technical, especially with like the heavier aspect of metal. But you can always start at like Slipknot, Slipknot's a great example. They're not super over the top and they're pretty easy to get into for like beginners. Um, yeah, Slipknot uh, was one of my first tastes of metal. Yeah, um, it's a lot, it's, it's, a, it's a first for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I was a genuine classic. Yeah, um, it's it's intense and eerie, and but uh, it is a little dated now, but in a good way. Like it's a, it's a classic. Yeah, it it uh, has aged very well. Yeah, yeah. Go back to the beginning when I first started listening to metal. The first ones that really got me into metal were I Declare War, uh, August Burns Red. Then there were some like really heavy death metal in there uh extermination dismemberment uh love me some low iq slams you know (laughs) um it's just that good shit yeah so so i'd probably pick like i declare war extermination dismemberment and then i'd probably have to pick suicide boys oh yeah Uh, suicide i'd have to i'd have to throw the curveball in there it can't always be metal. You gotta have something else in there. Yeah. And Suicide Boys really teeter on that that heavy element of rap. They do. And they give me a metal vibe. So with that, I'd have to go with those answers. Yeah, good answers. And this show actually has an interestingly large uh, listener base when it comes to age. There's like 20-year-olds to mid-40s. Um that are consistent listeners and uh, or the like the biggest demographic yeah. and uh 
So for the the old heads that don't might not know who Suicide Boys are, it's like it's it's a cultish, you know, in sort of that like fuck organized religion metal sense, and it's um, it's very punk. If yeah, I have to give it the straight like genre. It's very punk. Uh, they don't really like to be generalized, though. And it's hard to generalize it, it, them. It's like it trap is. punk, and they, like they do every, their thing. Every song is different. Every mm. song has a different sound to it, which is why I like them so much, because yeah. they don't stick to one thing. They always switch it up. And they even did an EP with Travis Barker. And oh, that right. and that went hard, yeah. dude. That uh, Some people don't like it, but I think that EP goes hard as fuck. It's one of my favorites. Um... So yeah, I mean that's why I just I gotta throw something different in there, you know. I like bass in every way, yeah. whether it's the instrument or my subs in the back of the car thumping, you know. What do you do? I was listening to um, a little bit of the demos that you were showing me, and I was talking about how your bass has that distortion where it sounds like you're kicking a bleacher almost. What is that? Is that something? It's like a pedal you have, or what? So it's just a plug-in. It sounds um, so badass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guitarist for uh, the local band, which I'm not going to give any details about anything, but he actually did the demo. Mm. So he has his own plugins that he does. Nice. And, okay. he, and he does everything there. But yeah. Got some solid producers on the job. Yeah, he does a great job. Uh, everything, he, everything he comes up with is just honestly really good. And... Uh, I'm excited to release stuff. It'll be uh, somewhat soon, hopefully. I feel you. Like good things take time. They do. You know? Yeah, they do. you got to grind it out they sometimes, really do. but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talk about uh, some of the uh, the recent shows you've done. Oh, man. So you, op- you open for Suicide Silence, among other people, which, again, for old heads, that's uh, it doesn't get much more classically deathcore than Suicide Silence. Yeah. Suic- Especially Mitch Lucker's Suicide Silence. Yeah, I wish it was Mitch Lucker, but... Right. Unfortunately, we're not in that time frame anymore. But yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. I have never attended a concert of this size, and I've never, let alone, play a show of this size. So, I'm outside. Uh, it was in Baltimore, and it was sold out. There was a thousand people that said, I'm going to come to this show and I'm going to watch these bands play, which is amazing. Like, I think yeah. that's so fucking cool. And it was like the almost the whole tour, like almost every single date on the tour was sold out. Like, that's crazy. And so Suicide Silence, Carnifex. Yeah. Lorna Shore. Yeah. Upon, upon a Burning Body. Oh, yeah. Angel Maker and distant and signs of the swarm can't forget them signs of the swarm it was crazy um they're all showing up it was a great lineup yeah and um there wasn't enough space inside of the venue for us to set up our merch booth so we set up our merch booth on the outside of the venue right along where the line was oh nice for the building it's actually a pretty good location uh, it was yeah. like prime real estate yeah it's like look at us we're right here we're opening up for these guys what's up that's fantastic you know so we're just getting this great promotion i mean i wasn't even mad that we were outside i was like this is pretty awesome hell yeah and so um people start showing up and the line starts growing 
And man, it wrapped around the building. And we're just sitting there and I'm like looking around the corner and I'm just like, whoa, this is going to be a good show. And I saw some of the footage and it was a badass show. It was crazy, man. The lights, it was as professional as it gets. Yeah, All dude. the sounds and fucking, it was, everyone, it was top notch. Yeah, the sound guy was very professional. Um, everyone there was, did a great job at uh, doing their part and getting everything put together. Uh, by the time we had got up on stage to do our sound check, we only had like a couple minutes because they had to do uh, meet and greets. So we got up there, made sure all of our stuff uh, worked correctly and sounded good. And then I think we played maybe like 15 to 30 seconds of a song. And then we put our instruments down and let them do their thing. And then by the time we went on the stage to play the show, there was like 800 people in the venue just piled up. That's incredible. Ready for a show. And I was like, Oh my God. I wasn't nervous, but I was just... Got those butterflies, like that adrenaline kind of thing. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm in it. Yeah, like, you know, like you're walking I'm out there. of the tunnel, going to the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. or like you're at the apex of the roller coaster. Yeah. And like, yeah. you're strapped in, dog. Yeah. There's nothing you can do but hit that descent and ride it and so i was like all right let's go so uh, uh the zach the guitarist got up on stage and then uh the drummer right behind him and then me and then the vocalist and the intro tracks playing and it was like a 30 second track or so and then boom the rest is history i mean you can watch it on video but yeah it was fucking sick dude uh, so where, uh, before we go on to some other stuff while we're on the subject, where can people find some of your material? Because you guys are working on uh, some new action like we've been talking about a little bit, and uh, but you already have some music out. Yeah, so Silent on Fifth Street has music on YouTube and on Spotify. I believe it's on iTunes as well. Uh, so we, one of the albums from 2016 we have to renew with the label, so it's not currently on um, any platform, but we are working to get that renewed and put back on all the platforms. But we do still have a decent amount of songs on Spotify and YouTube. Um, so I would look at YouTube more because we have some more recent songs on there. A lot yeah. of the stuff on Spotify is like the old stuff. Um, but yeah, you can find our stuff on there. And we'll play some of that um, throughout this show at the at the breaks and at the end and whatnot. And nice. Um, yeah, like I remember Galaxies. Yeah, that's one. a good. That's I, a good one. I like yeah. that song, yeah. and then uh, there's another song, um, "The Sickening Truth." Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. I, I really like that playing that song. That yeah, song's yeah. really fun. Hell yeah! All right, all right. So let's um, let's get aggressive here for a second. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm like, ready. What do you want to say to any any pretentious old cats that have? Uh, come across this podcast and somehow they're still listening because uh, they heard a prior episode about some philosophy and now they're like what these these guys haven't even brought up Metallica yet like, so what do you think <laughs> you want me to you want me to say something to like the people who don't like this type of music that are older y yeah, yeah like who who like metal but they're like they don't really understand this new way yeah, of music yeah okay so okay so listen growing up in this generation uh, music evolves 
and it has always evolved and, and it will always evolve. It doesn't matter. So 40 years from now, I'm going to be in the same position and I'm going to be listening to the new wave that the new generation is coming up with. And really the sense is you got to understand that this is how we interpret ourselves just like how you guys interpreted yourself through that music that came up when you were growing up you supported that music because it was alive during your time and that's what you grew up with so for us you know we can pay our respects to the old music but the old music is going to die out at some point mm -hmm. we're not going to get anything new from that old music so we have to move on to something new and for me i just like really aggressive heavy music and so i just naturally go towards that but if you don't like it don't listen to it yeah it's really that simple mm -hmm. if you don't like it don't listen to it and if you don't like it don't fucking say anything about it right it's that simple There's a lot of options out there yeah i mean like and or, and like I said earlier, if you don't like the vocals, just listen to the instruments. Yeah, and you know? shit, even listen to the instrumentals when you like the vocals, too, because the That's instrumentals are so impressive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's just, you can listen as hard as you want to the instrumentals while the vocals are on top of it, but it's just like, I don't know, it's probably just how the human ear works. Like, you can hear all those notes so like it the technicality of metal when people are really shredding is just yeah it's there's insane. nothing like it yeah, yeah it's really crazy yeah yeah um but all right so who's your favorite of the big four then if you had to pick uh metallica megadeth slayer and anthrax oh dude i'd have to go with slayer just because like dude their riffs are crazy yeah. man yeah they awesome. have those those just like Shred riffs. They're, Slayer, I think, are the ones that hold up the most to yeah, this day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I do love Anthrax, um, and I appreciate Megadeth and Metallica for what they are, but I think Slayer, yeah, yeah. like, especially... They were really ahead of their time. They were, they were, yeah. What they were putting out. Uh, and, like, looking back at it even today, like, I watch uh, people go through, like, 10 most impossible riffs, and Slayer <laughs> is always making their way onto some of those lists, you know, with wow. their riffs, you know, yeah, so still, like, yeah. still to this yeah. day, even with all the crazy riffs that are coming out, you know, they're still making their way onto their, with ones that are being discovered as harder than they imagined to be thought, you know, so that's my thing. And the other thing is I don't really listen to old music. Yeah. I respect it, but I just don't listen to it. It's mm -hmm. not my thing. Yeah. I, I'm... There's so much music out there. Why limit yourself? Like you, you stick with what you like, and um, exactly, yeah, and I mean, but I also like here and there. Keep an open mind. Yeah, I listen to things to see if I do like it. Right. But I know that most things I'm just gonna tend to not like just because it's not my style. Yeah. So uh, speaking of which, I've thought about this a little bit before. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts. Um, just kind of an open-ended discussion about like human um, perspectives um, why do you think metal has gotten more and more extreme uh, not is it's not always extreme but the limits of metal metal was already fringe by its definition and 
Um, everything else is kind of tamed out. There is still elements of punk that are really uh, like genuinely hardcore, like in the traditional sense. But um, most punk today, you see, like people, you ask your average person punk, and they say Green Day. Yeah. It's not quite yeah, they're yeah. punkish, but that's like a that's a subgenre of punk. Yeah, there. that's pop punk. Yeah, that's not really there. Yeah, but metal. You people, you ask people what heavy metal is, they all know it's like it's the outer limits of music. Yeah. So, and so it's, for me, and I, I'd want to hear your perspective more. It just seems like I guess. Well, here, let me hear your perspective first, and I'll tell you mine. So. Again, like I was saying earlier, music just evolves, mm -hmm. and I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with the way that the world is. You know, I mean, the world's just a fucked up place. Yeah. And a lot of metal is people who are just letting that stuff out, you know, the bad things that they've been through, the mm. traumatic experiences just like all the bad things and people look at metal like a negative because they're talking about these things but really they're just letting it out and it's like when you listen to sad music when you're depressed but the other thing is with the you can listen to this metal at any point during the day like you know what i'm saying like no i'm if i'm like as happy as i can be i'll listen to this stuff because it makes me feel great or if I'm not having a good day, I'll listen to that stuff because it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah, there's something empowering about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. Um, and other times, I just like listening. It just sounds good. I just like the sound that is created when these instruments get together. And it just, the sound, it, I don't really, I can't describe it. You know, it's just one of those things that like, I'm sure other people feel the same way. It's just like so good that you just can't get enough of it. Yeah, that's uh, it's always been me too. Um, um, and there is something primal about it. Yeah, something like that harkens to the the like war drums yeah. type situation. Yeah, and I've I've also heard before that because uh, it's been a long time since I looked into this, but there was a period of time because I was a garage band vocalist in high school. And I'd still like to dibble-dabble. You never know what I'll end up doing eventually. Yeah, um, dude. But um, um, I, it was kind of the inklings of like what I like to do now. When I decided I wanted to try and do like metal and punk vocals and like the vocal fry. And not even the fry, but like just like fry into full-blown screams. Like you learn about vocal techniques and mm -hmm. the diaphragm. And you start wrapping your head around this. And I remember reading that the reason humans even... You're using the same muscles that you would for opera, but you're constricting it as it comes out. Yeah. And the reason that humans have that whole, like, extra, uh, like, you know, you could just breathe throughout your chest like a lot of people do. But, yeah. but um, you know, people tell you, especially if you're doing, like, yogic breathing and stuff, to, like, breathe, you know, you start in your chest and then go into your lungs and then your diaphragm. And, like, some people only breathe with, like, fucking 30 percent capacity of what they could be breathing with you know i mean I just, i'm not even trying to make up a statistic full disclosure yeah, that was a guess yeah. but, but you think about it people breathing through their chest mm -hmm. exclusively a lot of people do that um so um if uh your chest lungs diaphragm 
like that's roughly like a third there and a lot of people are just breathing throughout their chest but anyway so yeah you you learn about that stuff because i was a chest breather like most people and i mean i still am but like you don't even think about it i know yeah, like it's like uh, like a yeah, mouth breather yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a fucking mouth breather <laughs> i used to be i used to be a chest breather but now i've evolved <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean still and like that's the emotions of anxiety. Like if you're more anxious, you're more likely to shallowly breathe yeah, on your chest yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's got and, a like panic to it, you know. Right, yeah. right. So you'd, you'd learn to like breathe much deeper. And then I learned that, um, like again, as far as I know, the reason the biology, the reason humans have that whole thing other than as much oxygen as you can get is to deal with like mother nature you know like it ancient humans going up against wildcats and bears mm, and shit yeah. you have to be able to set up a strong presence and at least scream your way out of it yeah like, in a way that's not going to tear your vocal cords also yeah, yeah. yeah. also war cries no doubt you know, no doubt just like a, like you were saying primal things people would just be like you know yeah. just like start screaming you know because i mean like what else are they gonna do I mean, at a certain point, I don't think they've really developed language yet. And if they did, right. no one else knew what they were saying. Right. So you're just going to yell and be like, yeah. you know, and make yourself as intimidating as possible. I mean, like, if someone comes up to you and they start going like, you're going to be like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this dude doing, bro? Like, he, that man is possessed. Yeah. Like, that man is literally going to, like, cut my heart out, you know, like, at those times. If yeah. someone, if, if, if some, like... <laughs> like just peasant dude just came up to like some warrior and he was just like <laughs> that dude would be scared shitless no, no doubt. doubt in my mind he would be like uh uh I'm not I'm running away right now yeah we're burning you at the stake yeah like yeah, yeah you're <laughs> yeah you're gone see you later <laughs> um yeah I remember dude just when we were growing up like when I was first looking into techniques and stuff in high school, it was like sophomore, junior year, um, and uh, back then, screaming, metal screaming mm -hmm. was like not even, people were still, it was still kind of an in-house secret almost. Like people knew how to do it, but like you'd go and look at forums and shit, mm -hmm. and people would like, like, oh, I think he's doing this and stuff like that. Yeah. And nowadays, it's advanced so much, there's full, there's so many vocal coaches out there specifically mm -hmm. for metal, metal vocals yeah, yeah. um and there's so many different kinds too for me i just figured out how to do it yeah you know like there's a lot of techniques and everyone is different so mm -hmm. sometimes you just literally cannot do those techniques uh or you just can't get that low but you can train your voice to get lower and lower. You just have to learn how to push it correctly. Yeah, it's yeah. all about pushing the air out. Um, and the slower you push the air out, I believe, the lower the pitch. Um, to a certain degree, also, technique. Mm -hmm. The way you shape your mouth and the way it looks and all those different things. And, you know, you constrict your throat you know all that good stuff uh but yeah dude i mean it's just like you don't always have you gotta find the balance between good technique and also what works for you 
if it hurts and it makes you cough after you do it, you're not doing it right. And you should stop doing it that way immediately. That is my advice. As soon, the first time it makes you do that, just stop doing it that way immediately. And just move on to trying to find some other way to do it. That's basically the best way I can put it. Yeah, because you don't want to... Now, when I would do it, I would have... My voice would be tired. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like... It's like going to the gym. Yeah. Like, you'd be a little sore, yeah. but... I, there would also be times when I was learning how to do it mm -hmm. where I'd lose my voice yeah. and that's not what you want. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because like you don't have to yell as loud as you do to actually like sound loud. That like, is you, a huge point. Yeah. You have to, um, what is the word I'm looking for? You have to like... Project? Project, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's all about projection and that comes from your chest and your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. um, and you really just have to use that to... Because, like, I can do vocals really loud, and I don't do them in apartments because everyone would probably be like, yo, <laughs> what is this dude doing? Uh -huh. So, like, um, but, yeah, like, it's just all about, like, just push, like, pushing it, but without, like, hurting yourself, obviously. Do you do background vocals? Um, I would like to. Uh, it's just... There's so many vocalists that, I mean, if I'm gonna do vocals, like I'd rather just be a vocalist. Right. And like I'll do back backup vocals, like I'll do like a couple of yells and screams and all that good stuff. Um, but I've also got to focus on playing the bass. For sure. Um, so for me, I like to focus more on one aspect of the instrument in the band, just so that way I can perfect that and make sure that sounds as good as I can possibly get it so that way everything sounds as good as we want it to yeah like that's smart mm -hmm. dude I don't know how people you see like drummers who are also vocalists yeah. like holy shit yeah that's a that's musically mm -hmm. gifted right there I couldn't even wrap my brain around yeah. a whole drum set let alone singing with that mm -hmm. there's a local band called Two Piece and that man rocks the drums and does the vocals and it's it's so much respect for dude, that. Dude, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love that dude. <laughs> He's great. Um Hey, do you remember you might not because it's my memory and not yours, but what was that show that I went to that you told me about in Fort Walton Beach? It was Nail Wound and who else? Do you remember? Oh man. Um Let's see, where are we at in the break? We're getting pretty closer to um a commercial break here, so I think what I'll do for now is we'll go ahead and swing into that and um, we'll have Galaxies by Silent on 5th Street send us off there. Ratstick! That's what it was. Ratstick. Adam is a metal networking wizard over here. He actually pulled that out. Ratstick was dope. Shout out to Ratstick and Nail Wound um, and Bottom Feeders. Um, and so I think that was the opener, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they played that show. Either way, they're a good band. They're a great band. <laughs> yeah, um, so when we come back, we'll talk some more metal and shit. Um, I hope you dig this track. This is Black Hoodie Alchemy. We'll see you in a little bit.
people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at imdarkwaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dogman. Louisiana Water Demon Stories. Sign up today and become a member at imdarkwaters.com. That's imdarkwaters.com. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard. And they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. Listen. As we explore the mysteries of the universe, the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential. Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on The Fringe FM. Welcome back, folks. You are still listening to the same show, um, Black Hoodie Alchemy. I'm still the same host, and it's still the same guest. Um, <laughs> yep, I'm still here. Yep. <laughs> and so I want to talk about some uh, some trippy stuff. We set some groundwork for... We talked a little bit about the classics. We talked a little bit about metal in history and theory. Um, so what do you think... Because clearly I'm not of this mindset, so I just want to open up a can of worms here. What do you think, like, about the the classic Christian idea that like you're opening portals to, to demons through oh heavy metal? 
Uh, okay, so let's, so, let's get into it. All right, listen. <laughs> um, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. At least, at least not to my knowledge. In all of history, I don't think anyone's ever opened a portal uh, through metal music. Um, can it happen? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think anyone's ever tried. <laughs> Uh, and if they have, I don't think they were successful because they probably didn't know what they were doing. Um, I feel like, yeah, if you're opening any portals, you just, and metals around, you just happen to be listening to metal. Yeah, like... like you're on some deeper shit. Yeah, like... <laughs> getting, like, like, stranger things. Yeah, like. you're chanting out in witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're literally summoning something It's not going to be your heavy metal, yeah. your Iron Maiden. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, you know, I could see it in, like, black metal, you know? Maybe. Okay, that's a thing. Maybe, because, you know, like... Because black but, metal is trippy. But you really, like, you have to, like, try. Like, you have to literally sit there and, like, it's got, it's probably got to be, like, audible. Like, you probably have to hear it. Mm -hmm. You know, you probably can't just, like, growl it. It's probably got to be, like, in, like, a normal voice or something like that. Somewhat of a normal voice. And, like, but even then again, like... If you're listening to that, I don't think anything's going to happen to you because you're not the one who's like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, I don't know, dude. And and then again, they're bringing that on themselves. Like, that's on them. So, like... Yeah, because black metal, I'm glad you brought that up. That is... Metal is fringe and black metal is the fringe of metal. Um, that's the whole thing where... And that's really a, a trippy, weird concept because those countries are known for their um, for their affluence, basically. They're, yeah. they're pretty damn well off. Mm -hmm. and But they experience so much winter and darkness, kind yeah. of similar to Alaska. Yeah. And, and I think there, it, you have to have a certain balance. I think it's a kind of interesting example of like... You have to express your dark side in healthy ways. You know, like, it's... Art is one thing, and, and and you can even do a song. You could do a metal song about a serial killer. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you're going out a serial killer. You could do it from the perspective of the serial killer. Exactly. I've heard those songs exactly. before. Yeah, but and and that is an it's, outlet for it's it. It's like a it's like not even saying you want to do it. Yeah, it's, it's like storytelling. It's, it's like just because it's I'm, expressive. Yeah, just because I'm telling this story doesn't mean I did it or I want to do it. I just like telling the story. I think right. it sounds cool. And you might relate to the aggression, but not yeah. the way that it was an engage like not yeah. the, not serial killing, but the but the 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 suffering or the, the existential yeah, crisis. Just the rawness of the emotion. And then you push the envelope because yeah. that's what metal's about. Yeah. But then there's uh there's the some of the, the classic black metal bands, like I've I've seen some of the documentaries, I don't remember all their names, but um they're the guys who were actually try like uh, dressing in robes and trying to make portals with their music yeah. and one, one of those even classic bands the, the the vocalist blew his head off with a shotgun yeah. and then they all took pieces of his skull and, uh, his yeah, necklace, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then they made his uh his crime scene photo their next album cover. yeah i remember that yeah um that's like the closest thing you could get to actual yeah. black magic but it, are you gonna? Are you opening portals listening to that shit? No, no you're an idiot. No, like, that's not gonna happen. Those guys realistically are pretentious douchebags. Yeah, they they're think, not magical at all. They think that like by doing this that they're like solidifying themselves and like 
some sort of way in some sort of someone's eyes, you know? Yeah. But in reality, they're just fucking themselves up for no reason. Yeah. You know? And the whole thing with, like, horror and Satanism and metal and stuff, um, again, it's it's the outer limits, so you find, like, skinheads in metal and, like, all sorts of different shit, but metal at its core is meant to be this sort of safe place in a way where it's a community where people come to vent aggressions that's what moshing and punch dancing and all that shit's about and that's why you like you pick someone up in the mosh pit exactly the metal community doesn't tolerate the bad side of humanity you know like you were saying the skinheads the racists all that kind of stuff like if you show that you're part of that community at like a real metalhead event like you're either leaving or you're getting your ass beat. I mean, there's like, like it's one of those options. Like, I don't really know how else to describe it to you. Cause like you're already in the setting where aggression is being taken place. Like violent activity is happening. People are ready. Yeah. People are ready to get hit and they're ready to hit back. So you're just setting yourself up for failure at that point. I mean, just stop being a fucking dickhead. You know, absolutely. Um, but yeah, metal is this place where people come and they just uh, just have a great time. You know, like you're saying, yeah. pick a pick, pick a fellow bandmates up in the pit, man. Just like run around. Don't punch someone in the head just because you know. Yeah, they, there's a there's a sportsmanship. To yeah, it like you know, like don't like hurt people, but definitely like give them a good toss around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Metal, I think, if it wasn't for heavy metal and maybe horror movies too, I wouldn't have ever, like, at least to the extent that I have now, wrapped my head around the dark side of things. There's some people that just don't go there. They want everything in their life to be, remind them of peace and serenity and, like, you know, I... I I got a Buddha hanging up behind you. I appreciate that stuff too, but um, I don't even think it's it's like a lack of spirituality or anything to. And I think it's healthy to um, have the outlets for that for for those um, those frustrations and things. Like that's what it means to be a human. And yeah, you know, if you're denying that, that's how you get pent up um, emotions. Yeah, yeah. and. And, like, man, most serial killers throughout true crime lore, I don't know statistics, I would say, like, more than half um, are come from uh, extremely devoutly religious households. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of, like, uh, just, like, mysterious stories. Not necessarily, like, on the basis of murders, uh-huh. but it just so happens that a lot of the stories within these YouTube videos are about murder or, like really traumatizing events to people. Yeah. Um, you know, like abduction and like, you know, and like, obviously don't envision <laughs> murdering people. You should probably see a therapist if you are. Um, but you know, just like see the events, the traumatizing events and kind of like just coming to ease with it because like other people are, expressing themselves and like making themselves vulnerable because they're literally telling you their story yeah you know um and letting you know that like hey i've been through this and like i'm expressing myself in this way 
and I don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. So like you can join me in this battle and like we're together and it really does feel like you are together, you know, when you're listening to this music, you yeah. know, like you get like connected to the, the people that are making the music because it helps most for most people. It helps them a lot get through their everyday life. Yeah. You know, and you know, that's an interesting thing envisioning things because, um, I've thought about this a little bit. Um, like, so if you're fantasizing about murder, especially like fantasizing, yeah. that's not good. That's but not good. If you have a moment where someone really pisses you off and you're just like, man, what would it be like if I just slammed their head into the table right now? Yeah, that's a little different. Like, like slamming someone's head into the table? Yeah. Like, you could definitely think about that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because, like, you're not like actively trying to like kill them you're just trying to like make them know that you don't fuck with you, you yeah know? like like bill bird jokes where he's just like yeah we're having a rough day i'm paraphrasing you're driving to work and you just think like one slight turn of the wheel and it's a mass tragedy <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. yeah like so literally yeah i mean those thought those are the thoughts that metal sort of encapsulates mm. it's not a fantasizing of it. Exactly. I mean, some people are, again, there's fringe people out there. They yeah. probably are doing that. Yeah. But there's fringe people in all music exactly. and all art. You, you can't really stop it from happening. Uh, but you can encourage the people not to do it and to seek help when they actually need it. You know, yeah. From, like, actually causing, like, real tragedies from happening. Um, Realistically, metal helps stop those oh, things. Oh, 100%. Yeah. More times than not, it's going to help people. Yeah. Um, I mean, just look at ICP. It's not metal, but just and I don't yeah, even just like the community. It, but yeah, yeah. Just the community. Those Definitely. people probably wouldn't have any sort of community if exactly. it wasn't for ICP, yeah. and it helps keep them real happy. Mm-hmm. So they, they do a great job too. Yeah, yeah. I gotta respect it. Um, Magnets. Exactly. <laughs> and in a certain way, <laughs> uh, in a certain way, metal kind of helps people uh, build their self-esteem a little bit. Because, no you know, you may not be the toughest person out there, but you know that you listen to this music that's aggressive and that at a certain point you're going to realize that you're just not going to take shit from anyone anymore. Yeah. You know, it like it kind of like instills that into you. I don't know. It did that for me a little bit. You know, it was kind of like I wasn't the toughest dude. And, you know, I was kind of shy around people. And I started listening to this. And then after high school, I just kind of was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Like fuck what these people say, fuck those haters, you know, like, yeah. just saying the bullshit, like, if they're, if they really want to do something, like, they can do it, but if they're just going to talk, I'm just going to leave it alone. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. it's yeah. just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what metal's all about right there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, in all fairness, because there's a lot of cool Christians out there. August Burns Red, I still love August Burns oh, Red. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, heavier mm-hmm. bands that are Christian that actually talk about that stuff. Like, uh, the Crimson Armada. Oh, yeah. They're, they're heavy. Yeah. They're heavy, heavy. And they talk about, like, all that kind of spiritual stuff. And I think it's cool. I mean, yeah. you got to respect it, you know, even though I'm not, like, super religious myself, you know. The music's good. Yeah. The music's good, and, and the, the lyrics really flow well with the music. Yeah. There's know? some bands that will shove it down your throat. Yeah. And bands like August Burns Red, they're just so passionate about mm-hmm. um, their beliefs that yeah. it um, it just 
translates into their music. They don't force it in there. Yeah, and that's always what I respect. You yeah, know, is be you. Exactly. Whatever that is, mm-hmm. just don't. I want. It. Yeah, I want it to be authentic. Yeah. And I can appreciate. It's not like I uh, disagree with the basic tenets of of um, yeah the symbolism of it, mm-hmm. it and the you know helping people is like like magic man that's like just like really one of those people. things man like helping people has got to be one of the greatest feelings yeah. in life yeah. i mean just generally like going and like just doing a good thing for someone is a great feeling yeah no matter how you do it uh and i think that metal definitely does help people do that more you know absolutely especially when you're like in the show and like someone falls down you got like 30 people in the pit and then like 50 people surrounding the pit and someone falls down everyone's gonna stop or at least for the most part everyone around the person is going to stop and make sure that person gets up and is okay before everyone else continues to do what they do um so that really solidifies like teamwork and like working together and in general just helping people um so it's definitely like just ingrained within the community just to be a a decent human being for the most part now again you get the the fuck faces you know the dickheads and the the people who go around just punching literally every single living soul in the crowd you know those people are condemned we don't like those kind of people you know like if you are actively just punching every single person in the head for no reason there's yeah you're not gonna stick around for very long um but if you're having a fun time and you're being respectful about it, then yeah, everything's great. Um, you just reminded me. I'm glad you did because I bet you have at least one story through the grapevine. Um, what's the worst mosh pit accident you've ever heard? Uh, that I've ever heard? Yeah, or seen or whatever because I got one. Uh, my friend Steven, he, um, he broke his hand in the pit apparently. He was telling me about it. I'm like, it actually happened and everything. Is that Steve? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good old Steven. He listens to this show, man. He actually keeps up with it. So shout out to Steven. Yeah, shout out to Steven. What's up, dog? (laughs) Haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. Much love. Um, But yeah, I think uh, his is probably the worst I've heard. Damn. um, A lot of the time, I mean, like, there's pretty bad accidents. Well, actually... The one, the wor- probably the worst one I've never heard of was at a Code Orange concert, and this dude was wearing steel-toed boots. Oh no! And he oh. was kicking. What? He was ass. kicking. Yeah, those people are fucked up. Yeah. You don't do that no. shit. Do not do that shit. Uh, yeah, he kicked a girl in the jaw and like literally broke her entire jaw. Oh, yeah, damn, like, fucked up. And like, Ooh. I'm pretty sure he got what cut was coming to him. I'm pretty sure he got his ass beat. At least hopefully. I hope that is yeah. fucked. Yeah, up. I'm. I'm. Yeah, cause you just don't do that. Like, why would you ever do that? I heard this story once. Um, I was going to high school. I was living in Alaska, and it was while I was in my garage band, and uh, we played like a handful of local shows. Came out with a really bad demo. It was all fun, yeah. um, um, and so we were like a little bit in the scene. We're going to shows, and we knew people around. And it was one of these shows. It was like weekly or bi-monthly, where it's pretty routine. And I just didn't go that time, but my bassist and guitarist went, and they told me that at that show, this kid was moshing, and someone like a dickhead had their bike chain on 
like their wallet chain mm-hmm. um, in the pit yeah. and it actually got caught on someone's braces oh yeah um, that's fucked yeah man yeah you were losing at least a couple teeth at from least, that yeah, yeah my so god yeah. So be careful in the mosh pit out there. Yeah, yeah. If you got braces, uh, don't get in the pit. Yeah, just don't um, do just it. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't wait. get near the pit. No. Don't. I'm literally don't do it, bro. <laughs> that is, you're asking to get your lips shredded. Yeah. Um, there's no way. Uh, and if you have a chain on your wallet, take it off. Don't leave it on or mm-hmm. put it in your pocket or something. You know. Um, yeah, just like the normal things, bro. Don't wear steel-toed boots. Uh, there's videos, which I enjoy very much, and I can see myself doing, uh, where people bring items into the pit. Uh, there's a video of a dude bringing a whole mattress into this venue and, like, throwing it on <laughs> Oh, people. yeah, I've seen that. That's yeah, badass. I'm pretty That's sure fun. I showed you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, that is respectable. It's a mattress. You're not really going to hurt people with that. Like, it's going to land on them. They'll probably fall to the ground. But it's not like a heavy object. It's not like you're going around swinging a bar stool yeah. or throwing, like, full cans of beer or like an empty beer bottle or something like that um you know you just throw in a mattress (laughs) i saw another video this one was a little bit more destructive where um one of the dudes at a body snatcher concert picked up the merch table and just started plowing it was kind of funny i don't know that like You just watch out. At that point, just watch out, bro. Yeah. I, well, dude, if you're not hurting anybody, yeah. um, a little bit of destruction is kind of fun. Yeah. As long as you're not, like, yeah, it's seriously <laughs> injured. up a uh, Yeah. Mistake. You're not, like, breaking people's bones or, like, giving them, like, serious concussions. You might have to buy a new merch table. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like 50 bucks. I mean, at that point, it's worth it. Yeah. Just throw me a couple of shirts, dog. I got you. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, that stuff's pretty respectable. So we got like roughly 10 minutes or so left. Um, I want to ask you one more question and then we'll talk about for fun uh, the new metal serial killer. His name is uh, Israel Keys. This guy is the only serial killer that I really know of that um, not only liked heavy metal but was really into like 2000s new metal. Just the the cringiest kind because hey yeah. I mean some of that stuff is fine yeah. and, and I actually I'll still stand by it but yeah. it's really touch and go mm-hmm. very touch yeah. and go yeah. and so this guy this dickhead did everything he is the guy who goes moshing with steel toed boots mm-hmm. that douchebag yeah, became exactly. a serial killer yeah. um, but so what are some of the best live shows you've been to shout outs to greatest live metal shows oh man I mean one of them is obviously the Suicide Silence show that Hell I opened yeah. up for. I mean, like, <laughs> like that was just one of the greatest experiences of my life. Um, and then, let's see, I got to see Dying Fetus <laughs> and uh, Thy Art is Murder. Ooh, they're great. That was a fire show. Um, I was in the circle pit going crazy. Uh, also, if you're by the pit... For the love of God, do not have a drink, bro. Oh my put God. your drink down Rookie somewhere, mistake. bro. Yeah. What are you doing? I can't. I swear to God, every show I go to, someone's right there at the edge of the pit with their beer, in an in a solo cup. Like if it was a bottle, it's a little bit more understandable because it's harder to spill. 
But if it's in a solo cup or this one of those plastic cups, dog, it's, it's over. Gone. Yeah, it's over. You can't even make it to the pit without <laughs> at least half of it spilling. Yeah. So, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I'm running around in a circle with, like, at least 15 other people in this circle pit. Next thing I know, I'm like, shwoop, I slip. I'm now back on the ground because I do, like, a 180, and I'm, like, laying on my back. Of course, like... One second later, all the people behind me are now crashing down. I get kneed in the face. So now I'm just like, oh, I'll just like die in there. Uh I got like at least eight people on top of me. And I'm like, okay, let's calm down. Let's get out of this situation there. The people are trying to pull me up first. I'm like, this is not the way to do this. Yeah. You have to get the other people off of me. Physics. Yes. <laughs> I have at least 800 pounds on me. Ugh. Come on, dog. Yeah, you're just stretching my back out. Yeah, there. like, I mean, like it that. felt kind of good <laughs> after what just happened, but at the same time, if you, if you pull too much, it's going to start to hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, eventually they get me all up. I didn't get a broken nose. My nose is all good. Nice. Uh, my glasses didn't break. Nice. Uh, somehow. But I got hit, and it, it hurt, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, like, stand to the other side and catch my breath. Yeah, there's that one, and then also Ooh. my the Vail Mayo show that I went to. Oh, damn. I love Vail Mayo. I love Vail Mayo so much. And they played some of their classics from ID, and that album slaps, and I had such a good time at that show. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, Between the Buried and Me. Oh, dude, yeah. not, they're mm-hmm. great. That's yes. one of the few bands that I saw live in Anchorage. Dude, they're great. They, they played. Awesome. Uh, they played. Uh, they actually have a show. They uh, played Colors. Oh, they did. I think they played Colors. Yeah. Um, they wait. Is that a song or an album? Album. That right, right, right. Yeah, I think um, they played that. Because I know, I know they uh, they actually have a whole album called Alaska. They they played that one heavy when yeah. they were there for fun. Yeah. Um, I can actually brag a little bit. Um, the only uh, fictional novella was like sixty pages. I like I technically got it published. It wasn't a huge deal or anything, yeah. but I got it in print. And um, I went on. I was like sixteen, and I went on a local radio show. And as a consolation, um, they the, the the show host was kind enough to give me two tickets to a Between the Buried and Me show. Oh, yeah. that's sick. So that was cool. So I got that to go to cool. that show. Yeah, I got to be on the list. That's the only thing I've ever been on the list for. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sick. Um, the only other bands I've seen in Alaska were, um, I saw August Burns Red twice. Mm-hmm. I saw Silverstein, which is like emo, pop punkish yeah. metal. Mm-hmm. They were a good ba- uh, They they were a, a, a good live performance. And it's slim pickings in Alaska, yeah, let me yeah, tell yeah. you. Um, Definitely. Um, who else? I'll, I'll forever regret this. Um, I didn't go to a Suicide Silence show, and Mitch Lucker died a few months later. Damn. Yeah. Bro, you should have went. I know. I was an idiot. Um, uh. But yeah, not a whole lot. Like the, the, I think those, other than the local shows, mm-hmm. it's pretty much... I got dragged to Chris Daughtry once with oh, my family. Yeah. yeah, those are more like the bands that usually come to Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, well... I think that'll do it for now. Adam, bassist of Silent on 5th Street. Uh, tell everyone one more time where they can check out your shit. Man, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and I think we have some uh, some stuff up on iTunes as well. Right on. 
Adam Koch, boy, thanks for coming in, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have you around soon. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and to everyone else out there, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Don't forget what show you're listening to, Black Hoodie Alchemy on the Fringe FM. Go buy my books, Dive Manual, Hunt Manual. You know what's up. All right, everybody, take it easy.